The Hearstport Awards will be announced this weekend. So if you haven't voted, make sure to get your votes in now and we'll be announcing the winners very soon. So that's something very exciting that we probably will end up discussing next week at some point. So... Welcome to the second episode of the It's Just Sport podcast with Her Sport. My name is obviously Joanna Reardon. My name is Neve Tallon. We're excited to bring you the It's Just Sport podcast paper review. If there are any stories we should know about, send us a message or tag us on social media at hersport.ie and at Joanne O'Or on Instagram and at Joanne O'Or underscore OX on Twitter. Use the hashtag IJS to connect with us. My Twitter name is so long, guys. It's literally going to have to change for future ref. It's totally fine. But the paper review episodes are going to break down the latest news, articles, and stories from newspapers um, around Ireland. But I suppose, first things first, Maeve, we have to get started on some of the crazy news during the week because, shockingly, even though there's no sport, there's actually quite a bit to get through. So, first of all, we had veteran captain Samantha Lambert, temporary LGFA captain, retire. So she's been literally around. I mean, I'm not going to give Sam's age away, but like she's been around since I was knee high. I'm not going to lie. Um, and she is a double All-Ireland winning captain with Tipperary. She won the Intermediate in 2017 and she won the Intermediate in 2019 as well. She's actually been around for Tipperary for quite some time. Um, and she's definitely a stalwart that they will definitely miss. Um, so we'll never know what's going to happen with Tipperary. It's going to be an exciting year for them. In terms of soccer news, we've got Louise Quinn in action with Fiorentina. They won the Derby against Inter Milan. It was an absolutely cracking game. And uh, yeah, no, it was incredible to see Louise Quinn um, be her us- usual stalwart, excuse me, at defence. Um, and it was great to see Fiorentina win. I think they actually needed the win to go top of the table as well. So it was all very exciting. And if anyone is interested, the Italian league, Serie A Femini over in Italy is actually very exciting at the minute and still running if you need your women's soccer fix and you want someone Irish to support as well. Arma. Big news in LGFA, Arma have released their new jerseys um, at the minute. So, yeah, it's kind of one of the first few times that we actually get to see a brand new LGFA jersey specifically for the latest football team. And it's really cool to see more soldiers for Arma. Like, they are the ones who are breaking stride all the time. You know, two years ago, they were the first team that got a, a ground specifically for their needs and specifically for ladies football. That was revolutionary in the course of their time. And then also other big news, Waterford ladies footballers and Camogie broke ground on another ground just outside Dungarvan. Uh, if anyone is interested to see it being constructed, um, just outside Dungarvan, um, you can see their new ground is being built at the minute. They're currently looking for fundraising um, to help with the cost of the ground. I think it'll cost in excess of maybe like 200,000, but if you put that in the grand scheme of things with lights, new pitch and things like that, that's actually not too bad in terms of uh, pitches and things like that. So yeah, just their two teams, Arma, are currently looking for funding as well. They're doing a virtual, I think it's a 5K family walk and Watford are looking for money as well. So if any of you are interested in funding, hit up their Twitters um, at Arma LGFA and at Watford uh, Football, I think. So yeah, Niamh, it's been big as well up in, up in Dublin. I'm obviously talking culture Central here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's big news for the Dublin Senior Ladies. Uh, Adrian O'Sullivan has been appointed as the new Dublin Senior Ladies Camogie Manager. O'Sullivan guided UL to back-to-back Ashburn Cups in 2019 and 2020. He also coached the Limerick Camogie Miners and Intermediates to All-Ireland Glory in 2014. O'Sullivan is founder of Women's Hurling, a media platform which brings comprehensive analysis and discussion about the latest in Camogie. The honest discussion and uh, criticism and just, you know, open, open and honest discussion has brought many listeners and viewers to the podcast. So it's definitely something to check out. 
CEO Ireland have released their findings from the annual sports and sponsorship index for 2020. The results of a thousand person national survey revealed some interesting insights. The survey aims to examine the general public attitudes towards sport from a range of genders, regions, age and social class. So we'll discuss that later in the podcast. Harry Sport have some exciting things going on behind the scenes as we extend our team of ambassadors. We are announcing Katie O'Brien, Irish power rower, winner of a bronze medal at the 2019 World Championships, is joining the team. Katie is passionate about what sport brings to people and how sport has helped her, um, you know, feel confident and, you know, what sport and disability can be like. And um, we will have uh, some series coming soon with Katie uh, on this, which will be very exciting. And we'll be talking to lots of different people that are involved in sport, involved in um you know, sport around the world and also in Ireland uh, discussing this. We will have some more announcements soon in relation to the expansion of our Her Sport Ambassador team. So be sure to keep an eye out for this as, uh, you know, we will be announcing them over the coming weeks. Um, in other news, the RT Sport Awards shortlist have been announced. They will be on the 28th of January at 10.15. So that's Thursday, the 28th of January at 10.15. Um, so I guess we can start there and we'll discuss that. We'll go through the, the nominees. So we'll go team this of the is year. my favorite time of the year. This is like when people go bonkers. Like people <laughs> just want their people to do well and that's fine. But you go for team of the year. Tell me, tell me what okay. tell me what I need to know. So with team of the year, we have the Dublin men's Gaelic football team. We have the Dublin ladies Gaelic football team. We have Kilkenny Camogie, Leinster Rugby, Limer Curling, and Shamrock Rovers. Do you want to go through the sports person of the year? Yeah, sure. So for sports person of the year, we've got six in a row, All-Ireland winning Dublin footballer, Kieran Kilkenny. We've got Ireland's champion, flat jockey for the second time, Colin Keane. Limerick curler, man of the match in the All-Ireland final, Garrod Hegarty. We've got the one and only Katie Taylor, who beat Miriam Gutierrez, Delphine Persoon, and she was also named Ring Magazine's Female Fighter of the Year for the second year running. If you're not familiar with that, that's literally like the Rolling Stones like magazine of boxing <laughs> magazines. We also have Sam Bennett, who won the green jersey in the Tour de France. Big achievement for him. And we've got Aurora uh, Sinita Pusbrewer, who was European single skulls. Now, one interesting topic, I suppose, that has come up, and I saw a little bit about it on Twitter, was we had three national records in 2020. We had the indoors 800 meters and the uh, 1,000 meters. And the person who set that was Kira McGeehan. Now, she hasn't been put on for the sports person of the year. I suppose if you're looking at that list of nominees, you see female reps, you've got Kate Taylor and Sunita Puspoor. They're the only two, I suppose, who are there for the time being. Um, basically, who are you swapping out, Neve, to put in Kira McGeehan? That's what I want to know. Who used something? Not out of the girls, out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I, I, I don't think... Uh, anybody doesn't deserve to be there and I, I know we discussed this that um, the list is shorter this year than it has been on years previous so you know you're you're whittling it down to six people which makes it very difficult there's a lot of sports that have been very successful this year despite COVID and you know there's there's still people producing great results um, so I think it's interesting to kind of take a look at uh, how people are selected for this and what the criteria is because I, I know some of the um, things that we saw on the internet and on, on other discussion around it was saying um, it's down to kind of championships and um, you know I know two of Kira's records definitely won the thousand meters was run at the Diamond League but it's still a national record so it's still something that should that should be credited you know 
Um, I, don't, I don't know if the criteria is that it would have to be done at a European Championships or World Championships or, or if that's what, what they really look at when they're doing the RT Sports Awards. Um, but yeah, I think Gear had a fantastic year and there are definitely other a- athletes um, in Ireland that had a fantastic year as well. So bringing it down to six people is certainly a small number when you're trying to fit all that talent in. Um, I think it's 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 great. Look, Katie Taylor absolutely deserves to be there and, and Sunita had a fantastic year as well. So it's brilliant to see them recognised for their achievements. Um, I think in the in the team of the year, I, I also would be interesting to know the um, selection process behind this because um, what classifies as a, as a team? That's that's just a question personally. Like I, I'm going to go digging more into I was it. Going to um, see, like there was mad controversy, wasn't there, when the O'Donovan brothers won team of the year and people were saying two equal two does not equal a team. I suppose okay, technically, te- yeah. So technically, I remember technically speaking. Like obviously it does, like plus like more than one equals a team. I think maybe were they so um and I don't think people didn't want the O'Donovan brothers to win. I think part of people felt yeah. they should have won like sports personality or something like that. I think that's not what the complaint was. I think the complaint was what exactly is the definition of a team, which is what you're asking. Yeah. And I think looking at this list at the minute, the definition of a team for the time being is more than eleven. Which yeah, you're talking, yeah, like I mean, the least, yeah, Shamrock Rovers and Leinster would be the only two that don't necessarily have 15. Other than that, Limerick Curlers, that's a panel of 30. Kilkenny, panel of 30. I think yeah. 26 on match day. Dublin Ladies, Dublin Gay, like the exact same thing. So it's definitely a bit odd, but like team wise, who are you like including? like teams in terms of athletics and rowing like no yeah no it's just interesting I'm, I'm just curious about this selection process like I know um that we have in our words we would open it to anybody at more than two um we have had you say rowing there is there is a, a boat that has four people in it so like that's definitely classified as a team it's interesting that you mentioned uh the O'Donovan's in in the double that they were uh classified as, as a team I guess that was probably 2016 or um, but we would have uh, Eve McChrystal and Katie George and Levy as a team because they are like they have to reach together and it's very difficult in, in some of these sports to you know to get two people to either do the same thing or communicate or whatever it is so um, yeah just something I, I would be interested in I think brilliant to see the Kilkenny Kamogi team there absolutely do but like they had a, had a fantastic year and um, the, the Dublin ladies did as well but I think just when you're when you're trying to um when you're trying to avoid sports and, and recognize people for their achievements, you know, it is very GA heavy. Like we're just going to say it here, like in, in, in all of these categories, like you have six in each and, you know, if they're after reducing it from last year, the number of nominees, I mean, you know, it's not as if they couldn't have had more nominees in each category. Like there's definitely enough achievements there for eight or for 10 nominees in each category like they wouldn't be going searching for people like the talent is there um and i'm not I, i'm not specifically looking for females necessarily to be added just that i think there are more achievements that have that have been um there and, and could be recognized but um i wonder yeah, if like for me i think it's it's there's a lot of gaelic games in it and we just have to remember sometimes that there is more in ireland than gaelic games and more happened this year and Gaelic games um, they got they certainly got a good chance and certainly kept people entertained and kept people inspired through the summer but look a lot of people will say here McGean did too you know yeah like I wonder is it down like solely I'm just thinking here of like all the arguments that have been like thrown at like the Ballon d'Or and FIFA the best and all those kind of words 
I wonder, is it solely down? And look, I don't know the judging criteria either. I know some of the judges, but we haven't ever discussed it. Um, I wonder, is it solely down to visibility? And I think the idea behind more so how many people were watching when, you know, like those kind of moments where you sit back. You know, I remember when RT released their like their post weekend All Ireland figures or something along those lines. Like it was, was it like maybe 500,000 had tuned in for Kenny Kamoge? And was it something like nearly a million had tuned in for the Dublin uh, men's footballers along with um, the Limerick hurlers as well? So I wonder, is it down to that level of visibility? Are we still stuck at the minute in the terms of the fact that we are a top three sport nation at the Mm. minute? And I'm not disrespecting the other sports, but what I solely mean by that is, are we so invested in the other three sports, in the main three sports, which would be rugby, uh, GA and soccer, that we tend to forget a little bit. And I'm, I'm kind of going to deviate here a little bit, but Kieran Shannon in the Irish Examiner posted an unbelievable article basically detailing this conversation kind of in full. And he was talking solely about the funding that had been um, registered for the COVID payments. And the idea that, like, fair enough, GA has the most people active and different things like that. But if you actually look at any of the Sport Ireland um, surveys of what people are doing, what people are doing are playing soccer and walking and running and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So if you were to go on those pure judgment figures alone, you would think that's where all the money would go if you were thinking that way. But given, I suppose, the, um, how do I describe it? The sponsorship, I'm going to say the purity of the GA. And what I mean by that is it's a sport that's grounded and advertised solely in community and volunteers. I'm not saying running and athletics and rowing don't have that. But when the GA is labeled so in a way that you're driven by community and the money goes into community and look at all of this. And then you have the mad scandals of the FAI. You've got the mad scandals of like all the other stuff going on. Maybe for sponsors and for media, it's good to hang a coat onto the GA for the time being solely mm-hmm. because I think as a country, if we were rocked by another sporting scandal and someone taking all our money, I think the nation would collapse within itself. Whereas with the GEA, you're not, that might not necessarily happen. I'm not saying that's happening in the other sports, but I think when I look at the list, I agree with you. It's very GA heavy, but I think, are we so GA heavy? Because we know at the end of the year, when all the sports might have let us down in the past, the GA will come true like for us year on year in terms of entertainment, in terms of providing a place to go for people and different things like that. It's got its own issues. Don't get me wrong at grassroots and all mm-hmm. those levels. But I just think maybe are we just so disappointed by stuff that may have happened in the past? We're just a bit like, look, at least it's like a comfort blanket is what I'm trying to say. Like the GA's comfort blanket. Like, I wonder if that is. No, I think like, I just think there's rain for more sports to be there. Like, I'm, I think there was more than 10 nominees in each category last year. But look, I can read out the how do they select the nominees. I have the criteria there and, and then we can kind of maybe discuss some of that. So it says the list should reflect Irish sporting achievements on the national and or international stage. Any sports person who won a medal or championship at international level should be considered. Where multiple sports people from the same field or at the same championships win, both win medals, the one with a higher value medal can take precedence over the others. This helps to keep the list varied and reflective of the breadth of Irish sport. Interesting. A sports person who has been outstanding within a team that has won something or a team that has significantly overachieved should be considered. The impact the achievement has on the nation should also be brought into consideration. So, look, the impact the achievement on the nation has brought, you know, 
they're gonna they're gonna play Gaelic games there <laughs> because that's, that's what that people could watch. That's what people could watch this summer. That sentence oozes GA. Like that's something yeah. the GA would put into their manifesto. Like like that's something they would require. <laughs> like I swear, like I read all yeah. their manifestos. That's something they would say too. It's actually funny that the one criteria out of four is GA. The rest are international. Like the rest are like, you know, basically. Yeah, I, I just think like if, if you this helps to keep the less varied and effective of the breath of Irish sport. I think there's more to Irish sport than um than Gaelic games. And I absolutely think Gaelic games is like brilliant. And it's brilliant that there's so many people involved in, in different communities. But I think um just it's 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 a bit gar heavy for me this year. I think there's there's a bit more that happened this year. And like look, we've we obviously have our nominees and there's there's been some fantastic achievements in women's sport. I know there's been some fantastic fantastic achievement in men's sport as well. That goes beyond what happened in uh Gaelic football and Camogie and hurling this year. So I mean, look, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be certainly one to watch. Um, I know they were like on the women's side, um, junior athletes particularly were, were well represented last year, and um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see um how everything goes. Like in in the junior athletes, actually, we have Caitlin Phelan. So she's a Kildare boxer who beat uh, the undefeated German uh, Jessica. I don't know how to say her last name. We'll go <laughs> Shad Shadko. I think, uh, I think in Munich. I think you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so she claimed the WBC youth title as well as the WBF and WIBA belts in the welterweight division. So she had a brilliant year and is some certainly some, uh, you know someone to watch. Um, so wishing her all the best and and everybody all the best for tomorrow, um, the twenty eighth of January, as the awards winners will be announced. Um, but yeah, who who would it be for you if you had to pick a sports person of the year from that list? Who would it be? Name's gonna come through the te- like literally the Zoom call to me because she's like, if you pick a gap person, I'll actually slice your throat open. Um, <laughs> I think no, I'm joking. I think for me, it's a toss up between probably Keish Taylor and Garrow Tigerty. Like that's just for me personally. I think obviously, look, Keish Taylor is like phenomenal. Like she's winning. Like she won the Irish Shine Sports Award. You know, her sport are obviously announcing their winners kind of soon. Um. Like she's like if you basically want, we have like a joke in our family group, which is like, can you name a female athlete that's not Sonia or Kate Taylor, and I'll give you a fiver. And it's basically just like you know, no fiver is given, no one wins that bet. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like she was phenomenal, and she look. I know we were joking about lifting the nation and stuff like that earlier with the last category. Technically, she did. Like my Twitter oh, that night, she was fighting with Miriam and Delphine like Twitter was flying like Twitter was bossing with Katie Taylor like and people going I can't watch she's class and it was actually it wasn't the patronizing boxing like commentary you kind of get around women's boxing so she's she's done a great job in changing that obviously being named uh ring magazine's female fighter of the year I like I know it was a joke earlier I think that's like the rolling stones of like boxing magazines but that's like that's the pinnacle and to do that a second year in a row considering there was a lot of good, even male boxers who were like coming through. Like even I know from Ireland alone, you had like Eric Donovan, you know, you had the, I know it's a, like, he's a bit of an issue, but you had Tyson Fury obviously over in England. They had a lot of other nominees, but Katie Taylor is like, we were joking about sponsor's dream. She's a sponsor's dream. She's not going to say anything that's going to upset the nation probably. But in terms of her pure raw technique, skill, what she did for the nation, Katie Taylor I think like should be the winner and if you really want to go a bit extreme 
and not do it in a way where it's obvious who the winner is, I would say probably Garo Tegarty simply mm-hmm. because um, he was phenomenal like throughout the year for Limerick. Like he was absolutely um, unreal. I don't need to delve in on that because that's not what we do here. Um, <laughs> but I think... But look, this, want- they, all the nominees are brilliant. Like yeah. they, they, they are. They've, they've achieved so much. I, I'm... Like I'll admit, like I, I was, I was hooked on the, on the Tour de France there for, for a while. <laughs> so like, it's, it's no surprise that Tom Bennett is, 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 uh, is on the list. Um, I don't know. Did you see his new ad with Nate TV? I literally saw a clip of it and I was like, this may be like one of the most, like my mother would mute the ad. She mutes a lot of ads. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, <laughs> like it was a bit funny, but not that funny at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I wasn't really sure how to feel about it from a like. Uh, and then also, like cycling is quite a niche community. I feel like um, people dip in and out of say the tour, but um, yeah, I'm not sure how many people will recognize him. Um, but I yeah, he. I mean. I think I think people did tune yeah. in enough, you know. Um, but I I wonder is it like it's not like too far from the tour, but like, did, does his name resonate with enough people beyond say avid cycling fans and say you know avid really like sports fans like beyond that, is he recognised? But I mean I enjoyed watching the tour and um you know I know it's something that women don't have the opportunity to race this year or at all yet um I, they do um they do a day event but I mean hopefully we'll see that change at some point it'd be brilliant to see a, a women's tour but I know it's something in cycling that's you know being being pushed <laughs> a lot but, um, I'll tell you I'll give you I'll give you a funny story so when we're watching the tour this year there's a bridge that they cycled um to Ile de Ray over I was like, I've done part of the tour. I cycled over that bridge. Oh <laughs> so I'm waiting. <laughs> we want to, we want to do, we want to go and cycle some, some more of those routes. But um, it'd be brilliant to see women be able to do it, like and actually compete at it. But um, hopefully that's something that that we'll see down the line. Um, I know it's look, it's hard to change change the ways in in some sports, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I'd have to say Katie Taylor would be the winner for me and year. And um, yeah, she's just she's just a brilliant athlete. Like you say, she's every, everyone loves her. And like, I mean, we can go from there onto the um to Neo um survey Neo. results. Yeah, yeah, yeah because like she's she's down there um as um the most memorable moment of the year. Um, what else have we got here? She's uh, most admired sports star. So, yeah, so she's yeah. she's people are obviously people are obsessed with her. So as you said, most admired. She's also in most memorable sporting moment. She's also in mm-hmm. her sporting achievement. Do you know what actually? And it only dawned on me when you were just saying there about Keith Taylor, and when I was looking at most memorable sporting moment. Although that was on the free to air Sky Channel, as in the Sky Sports Mixed Channel, it was yeah because I watched it. Um, a lot of people actually mightn't have had Sky like in general. So. For that to still be outranked as or out, like voted as, as the most memorable sporting moment, comparing to all these events that were on uh, free to air and channels that we all have, that's massive for Katie. And that shows actually mm-hmm. the level of uh, interest people have in her. Like once her name pops up, people want to know, like people are interested in what's happening with Katie Taylor. Um, yeah. But I think she's hugely, was, hugely well respected here. Yeah. And I think like, 
you know, it's funny, like, because I think even as well and all as she's respected, I still feel like she, sh- she could get more. Like, I know that might yeah. sound ridiculous, but I think, you know, like the fact she's not maybe a nailed on winner for the RT Sports Award either shows how high the standard is or just we don't give her enough appreciation. One of the two. I'm not too sure which myself. I can't answer that. Um, but, you know, if you want to go on to favorite sport, because I know this is like something that you're you're mad, like not you're mad <laughs> to talk about, but you're like, you know, are these really our favorite sports? Like, let's be honest. I just think I just think it's interesting. Like it was it was a thousand people that were surveyed. Mm-hmm. And um, I, for me, that's a bit small. I don't know. I, I, I personally would just like to explore it a bit more and to see um, a, a bit more variety. Because again, I'm not gonna. I think this is a bit year heavy as well. But I going back to to going back to Katie. Thirty uh, percent of people voted for Katie as their most admired sports person. That's huge. Like the next person yeah. was Johnny Sexton at six percent. I think she actually makes up. So there's. Uh, Johnny Sexton, then Shane Larry, Porrick Harrington, Joe Conning, Connor Murray, Sam Bennett. Just give me two seconds to do the quick math. So four or four is a 16, plus six is 22, plus five is 27. She actually got more admiration than this one, two, three, five, six of them combined. That's brilliant. Like that's, 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 a, that's a huge thing for women's sport. And a huge thing for her is that she's that much ahead of everybody else in 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 yeah. being admired and then in the most memorable um sporting moment it's 32 percent uh remembered katie taylor having her hand raised after beating uh daffy person um then look it's sam bennett wins the tour de france tipperary wins their first monster senior football uh championship title in 85 years nimmer curlers beat waterford to win the all-ireland final and then waterford hurlers recover from nine points down to beat kilkenny in the all-ireland semi-final um, I feel like poor so, yeah, Kavanagh are looking at that. Poor Kavanagh looking at that going, we bridged a gap too. No one's talking about that. But like, obviously, because of Tipperary, it was Bloody Sunday, the anniversary. They wore mm-hmm. the, the Michael uh, Hogan jerseys. That was special. But as you said, like looking at that, Katie Taylor got nearly triple those votes. Nearly. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's really good. And I think the survey overall, I'm, it's interesting it's brilliant to see her on the top in two categories, like such a statement. But I think it shows like the amount of work that we have to still do to push on for women's sport and, and to, to change how people consume sport and who people look up to and, and really profile the, the female athletes and female teams. Because, um, you know, the only other mention of women's sport on this uh, when, when it's, um, it's team of the year, it's the Dublin Ladies Football um, so we had the Dublin men's football, Limerick Hurlers, Leinster Rugby, then Dublin ladies football, and then D- Dundalk um, at their team of the year. Um, the Dublin ladies got half the percentage of the Dublin men, so 12% versus 24%. Um, but I, I think weird. we need to be represented a bit more. Yeah, and I think that's a bit weird given the conscious effort being put forward by AIG and the Dublin County Board, both men and women's, in terms of actually putting both teams on a platform. Anytime you're invited to, uh, from a media perspective, an AIG-sponsored event or a Dublin event, if that makes sense, if Dublin are announcing something as in mm-hmm. the county and the county boards, the there is representation always from both Camogie and ladies uh, football as well. So it's not that they're not making a conscious effort I think you might have to ask the question of um, are people actually paying attention to that? 
mm-hmm. are we just and I think maybe is it just because the allure of the Dublin men's because we know nothing about their six bar the usuals but we get nothing about their six in a row team apart from um the odd comment that is this is no offense to them so PR rehearsed it kind of hurts is that the issue? Um, like when we see the likes of, you know, Kieran Kilkenny who's nominated for the RT Sports Award next to say maybe a Sinead Goldrick. Sinead talks all the time in terms of like she's very good to talk to, but Kieran Kilkenny doesn't talk. And is is his exclusivity overshadowing her openness? Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. To be honest, to me, it would be still that um, men's teams are recognised more than women's and people tune into them more tune into the games follow the matches that kind of thing um i think we just have a bit more work to do in relation to you know bringing up the level of admiration and commitment um for for women's sport like i think um you know more people are starting to tune into games i think a lot of people watched the six nations rugby this year and, and watched the women's team and thought wow actually this was a good game and i will watch this again so i think that was um that was good to see but Look, I think this uh, shows that we have we have more to go. But again, um, for me, a thousand people is a bit small. Um, I think we need yeah. to talk uh, to to more people. Um, it's it's very. If you were to kind of guess what a thousand people would say in Ireland, you could. It's it's this. I would say, um, where I, I think agree. there's there's a bit more variety in what we actually consume and what we're actually interested in. Yeah. Like I would um, say, minus the Dublin ladies football, I'd say. I'm not saying they were thrown because I don't think they were, but I think the group that they must have spoken with are minorly aware of women's sports. And either they think of Katie Taylor or insert recent All Ireland champion. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. It's interesting. Too. It's I uh, I know with surveys, it's all I'm kind of carefully done. I'm to to have as little like no bias essentially, um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, like you're saying, it would be interesting to know a little bit more about that. Um, in the favourite sports area, we have Gaelic games, then we have soccer, rugby, tennis and cycling were on par with 5% and then golf and athletics were on par with 3%. Um, but I think like Gaelic games you're putting together, um, soccer, my God, soccer, Gaelic games you're putting together, football, um, camogie and hurling, which is a huge, huge volume of, of community in Ireland. So it's it's no surprise that's up the top. And then soccer yeah. second is is a... Uh, hugely love sport in Ireland but um, cycling surpassing athletics interests me and I'm also kind of laughing how many tweets did we see when lockdown 2 was implemented of people wanting to go golfing if my tweets were so bad <laughs> like people online golf should be like number one there but you're right cycling people love to cycle like I don't know yeah. like I'm not saying are you like walking outdoors within your 5k I'm seeing a lot of cyclists but I'm actually seeing more runners too so that makes me even Is more this... skept- not skeptical but makes me a bit more question mark. You know what I mean? I'm well, like, I'm wondering, okay, favorite sport. Is the favorite sport consuming the sport, as in watching, or participating, or both? That's interesting. I know it says here that Gaelic Games actually grew in popularity mm-hmm. uh, in 2020. So less people actually were interested in Gaelic Games. I think it's consumption, because if we're talking about playing here, I think yeah. if we were to go pure sport Ireland, so I'm going to say athletics and soccer would beat them, beat them hands down because we see that all the time. Like how many five-a-side games can you see and people walking <laughs> versus your standard guy training like down the pitch? It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people involved. Um, 
So I, I think from the function. I feel like from the other uh, areas that they've explored that it's also consumption and obviously the, there was a lot of um, you know Gaelic games matches on television and that did go ahead this year so I think that that's um, probably what it is but like you're saying like pe- sports that people were able to kind of start uh, this year and, and participate in this year may have been walking and running and cycling and um, you know, not necessarily to a competitive standard because most events were not going ahead. But um, yeah, I think um, it's interesting just that cycling and, and athletics, like I'm actually, I'm really uh, surprised that cycling is ahead of athletics. I would imagine it's probably down to Sam Bennett and the, um, and the tour that people really tuned into it this year. And it'd be interesting to see what next year's results are. I'd also like to know who's tuning into tennis. And I mean that politely. I know one person in my social group who likes tennis that's like oh I love tennis I love a good tennis oh, match you're like a two yeah so, no honestly yeah. I have no issue with it because I know when women's comes on we're all like oh let's watch women's yeah yeah you know but, I no, get I'm that not, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not like I don't know a lot about it <laughs> I, wouldn't <be laughs> up, I wouldn't be up to date with what's necessarily going on in like in tennis it's actually um like I would know the general news, but I don't. I don't know, you know, stats about the different players and that. But I would sit yeah. down and watch tennis, no problem. Like I, um, I remember one year I got really badly sunburned. <laughs> I couldn't really. I actually couldn't really walk. It was that. Um, but I watched every single Wimbledon game. Um, so it was really good, really nice way to spend my time while I had to just lie on the couch. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great I sport. Mean, um, it's it's a, it's a really good sport. I think the games can be so good. Um, I know I we think, have a. I think like you're you're entitled to one boring sport, and I think golf is mine. Like golf for me just outweighs tennis like a tiny bit. I don't know. I don't know what it is about tennis that I just can't. I don't think I it's boring it. at all. I get it for like Wimbledon. I'm literally so gonna get hate after this, but yeah. I <laughs> I really am like yeah no I agree. I don't know is it just something? But then again, I also feel like that the banter across the two of them is very eerily similar predominantly oh, because yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's you know rich white men who are giving off the bands um, and that's what I do find really amusing um, but yeah no like my friend who's into tennis she's like diehard tennis like tennis till I die like she's got the Roger Federer yeah. and everything I think it's a brilliant sport like it's a really I think it's a brilliant sport I'm surprised that um, we don't play it more here and that we don't have like have more kind of success at, at international level like it's not something that Ireland have you know traditionally produced really any um no. very successful tennis players like um Georgia Drummy is, is playing and yeah um you know after that I actually couldn't name you any any other Irish tennis players which again I might get hated for that too but it's just I think I think it's a fascinating sport I think I think it's really exciting I don't know how you don't think it's exciting um oh, no. but I yeah that might think do you know what I find a lot of people like as well participating in that's not tennis and now I'm only thinking of Mill Street, like my hometown, because we have actually a tennis court, like we do. Yeah, we have a tennis court and we have a badminton court. I find there's more people on the badminton court. Interesting. People, people love badminton. Yeah. And we know. have we have good badminton players in Ireland. Like we yeah, do, like, we do have talent in, in badminton here. So I don't know, maybe people move towards that a bit more than they do tennis. Then um, just as a on a culture society, um. Golf, it's I golf now. I would watch the odd time. I'd follow what's going on more so than get invested in sitting and watching everything. But obviously, um, it's it's a very very popular sport here, and something that people were able to play this summer and 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 play like um, you know, during lockdown for you know some periods of time. 
um, which, people, is, which is people, good. People were angry when golf clubs shut down. Like I honestly, mm. I've never seen the likes of it in my life. And also it was funny when all that golf gaping happened, a part of me was like, of course it was golf. Like if there was going to be a sport where people were congregating for the wrong reasons, it was probably going to be golf, you know, like out of all <laughs> the sports on the planet. Um, but I think in terms of golf, um, one tip, right, and I'm going to leave it at this now, I promise. But one tip that I always tell people is that if you are learning how to play golf or if you are even middle-aged and you're uh, like a, just an amateur in your spare time, I think the best sport for you to watch to learn how to play golf is, and I'm not joking you, is ladies golf, like women's golf. Primarily because, right, you're not going to be dropping bombs like Phil Mickelson or Bryson DeChambeau. You're not, you're not striking for 300 yards. That's not going to happen. Like, you're not working out for that, you know? But ladies, like women's golf in particular, it's a short game that people can relate to. But for some unknown reason, if you say that to like a middle-aged white man, they tend to lose the plot because I think they think you're calling them like play like a girl, which I don't get either. But look, all I'm saying is that they, the style of their play and the tips you can pick up along the way about chipping and wedges and different things like that, it's like women's golf is your game because you're not going to be like, you're not going to drive the ball 400 yards. Like who do you think yeah, yeah. you are? <laughs> That's interesting. And I mean, look, you can uh, you can plug Leona. Everybody go and follow Leona and, uh, and learn learn what you can from her. I'm going to ambush her for an interview. I, this, that's my aim for this year for this pod. I am getting her. I don't care what I have to do. If I have to get up in <laughs> the morning, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's brilliant. Look, like she's been herself and, and Lisa have been such ambassadors for, for Irish golf and, you know, for Irish women's golf. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Leona will be doing this year. Um, in relation to competition, obviously, professional games have, you know, a bit more of an opportunity to go ahead than, say, some amateur sports. So we will continue to see um, golf uh, at the moment. Um, hopefully, you know, um, like the sports that have professionalism in them um, have mm-hmm. more of a chance of competitions going ahead than, than amateur sports. But, um, yeah, I think, look, I think we've covered a lot. Um, it's very interesting the the different bits and pieces that we've kind of explored in relation to um the RT awards i think it'd be really interesting to see who the winners are tomorrow um and hopefully we'll see some longer lists next year um you know because it's very difficult to, to narrow it down to six people or to six teams like crazy yeah um and i guess it'll be the list of 2021 which will hopefully be an olympic list um, or cons- like bringing the Olympians into it as well. Um, we'll, we'll hopefully have some good competition there. Um, then the the Tineo results, I think, are interesting. To be honest, just for me, it's it's a that's you know surveying a thousand people is, is not enough to get a true reflection on, um, you know what Irish people really think and and really want to consume. Um, so I'd be looking for I don't know five thousand a bit is too much to ask for. I mean, I think it's reasonable. It's not that hard to talk to, to survey 5,000 people, you know, um, and, get, and get a real opinion on, um, you know, the, the favourites in Irish sport. Yeah, probably. I mean, look, I think it's not Bible. It's not the gospel to go by. I think it'll have some truth in it, for sure. Yeah. But I'm definitely in agreement with you in that maybe next year, send out 10,000 emails, put it on the mm-hmm. automatic list. People come back to you if they're interested like I love doing surveys so like if I'll do it no bother like I'll do loads of them if they want me to like mm-hmm. I love surveys um but yeah I think it is very interesting I think it's it's exciting to see where it could possibly go obviously just a quick note that it is obviously disappointing we may not have sports until March 
um, in general because of the current situation in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose to end the podcast, we should obviously urge people to stay safe, stay sane, um, try and basically get out there. Power of movement is massive. And I think more importantly, look after yourselves. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast. On Friday, Nia, we have an exciting interview coming up. And we yeah. will also be... Yeah, we'll also be talking more women's uh, sports. So if anyone has any ideas what they want us to talk about, um, they want to pitch in, maybe they want to tell me of uh, Gat till I die, ball is life. Uh, feel free to do that too. If you want to do <laughs> tennis, you can do that too. So the hashtag is IJS and our Twitter accounts are at JoannaWar underscore OX and at HerSport.ie. Niamh, it's a pleasure as always. I'm looking forward uh, to this and uh, looking forward to Friday and see you soon. Brilliant. Great to chat.